Well, once again, in this offseason, we have a very special edition of the Flames TV podcast. Uh, we had Craig Conroy just a couple of weeks back, and uh, one of his big uh, first big moves as general manager of the Calgary Flames is to hire uh, this man in front of us, Ryan Huska, the new head coach of the Calgary Flames. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Uh, obviously, uh, hugely exciting uh, for everyone here, too, and uh, and for you and your family. Maybe just first, uh, you know, to be named the head coach of an NHL team, but one that uh, you've spent a lot of time within this organization. What does it mean? Yeah, a lot. Um this is one of the the prouder days of my life, to be honest with you. I'm I'm over the moon excited about this opportunity and and you know the honor, I guess, of um, being the head coach of this team. So I have been. I feel like I've been lucky coming the way uh, into this position as I have, making the steps along the way, um, earning the trust of the people that I work for and with, and that's something that's important to me. And it just makes me that much more excited to get started and um, ready to get going. And, as I mentioned in that press conference, we have a real good group of people here and we have really good hockey players. So um, getting a chance to work with them on a daily basis is going to be a lot of fun. So we were just joking about this a little bit off camera, but uh, you know, some reports coming out late last week when you may or may not have found out. So you had to sort of keep it quiet with you and the family yeah. over the last few days. What was that like? And I know Connie had a long weekend, so his was even worse <laughs> That's than right. mine. Yeah, so either I, Monday too. <laughs> I, and once I understood um, the texts and the phones start going off and then you're ignoring people and then you feel bad. Like, Jesus, should I really, I got to respond somehow. And then I would leave it be my aunts. I feel bad for my aunts and uncles. Cause have you touched base? No, yeah, you I know that's going to be later. So, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna have to. I'll be busy tonight returning some texts and 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 returning phone calls to some people that that really matter. What, when you when you talked about uh, the process of you know working through the organization and feeling like you're prepared, um, you know how much more ready do you feel for this opportunity now, given the journey? Um, and and obviously, and by all accounts, everything that Craig described, you know, it sounded like you were ready for that yeah. for that interview for for quite some time. Too. Yeah, I am ready, and it's because of the experience that I've had. And I think I often think back and something that Brad Treleving told me way back when he's like if you come before you're ready the league will eat you up and spit you out um, and as a young guy you're like yeah I can get there no problem it's not going to affect me but when you get here and you realize the demands that are on um, your coaching staff the demands that are on the management side of things um, the demands in particular that are on the players on a daily basis what those guys face and what they go through if you haven't had a chance to be around that you don't really understand it so um, the opportunity that I've had to work with this team for the last five years up here and also the four years with all their prospects and, and really getting an idea of how they want to run things around here has been invaluable for me. And I feel like it really has put me in a position to feel 100% confident that I'm ready for this challenge. Right. I know you can never really roadmap your path in the National Hockey League above all else, but I'm sort of curious, did you ever picture it happening this way to get moving up through the same organization and finally get your first job in, in a franchise that you've been a part of for the last few years? Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question because it, it doesn't often happen the way it is happening for me. Um, you know, I knew because of my track record, and I joke with people all the time, one of the questions in my interview, and I'll, I'll share it, <laughs> um, was about my lack of never being an NHL player. And I stopped and I said, whoa, I was an NHL player. Right. <laughs> Hold on. But in, but in all reality, I didn't have that career, and I knew I would have to go through a lot of steps to get to where I wanted to be, and I was ready for that, and I had a plan, and I had a roadmap for how I was going to get there. 
Um, and that started with even coaching single A Bantam hockey back in Kelowna my first year that I, I quit playing. And then it progressed through my time in Kelowna in the Western Hockey League um, and the great organization that Bruce Hamilton runs there um, into the American League. And then you get to that point, you're thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm going to get an opportunity to move somewhere else eventually and get the next experience that I needed as an assistant coach. And I was fortunate enough that it happened to be here. Um, and then it's the same thing. Now I know I, I have to really learn the game and buckle down and make sure I get a better understanding of everything NHL hockey. Um, and then maybe I'll get that opportunity um, down the road to interview and, and get on with another team. And for it to work out the way it has, it's something that is 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 really exciting for me and my family but no one will take away that that one game though either though right oh, that's it's well, always they and my kids give it to me all the time <laughs> <laughs> but that's Full right circle. and and i told again it's the things and when i was sitting downstairs today waiting and you start thinking of all the different things and and you know the small steps that you make along the way and the people that are important to you and who's helped you get to this this level well my time in Chicago Bob Murray was the general manager there and Bob's now part of our pro scouting team and he's a, a really good hockey mind and he sees the game really well and he evaluates talent really well um, and if he was here today they had him on zoom I didn't know that I was going to make a comment to their group about um, he's a poor judge of talent um, <laughs> because he never gave me that opportunity yeah, but yeah. in reality he's a very good judge of talent and he saw that I wasn't an NHL caliber player which you know as a player you know too and I knew I wasn't good enough to play but what he did was bring me up to give me the one game and I feel like that's a step along the way hmm. that has led me to this so and now you come full circle where he's working with the team that I'm working with again so it, sometimes things happen in a weird way and I feel like they they present you with opportunities and then it's what you do with those opportunities you have to make sure that you give it your very best each and every day uh, to give yourself the greatest chance to succeed and, and and be able to be in this role and position for a long period of time well it's such a small world uh, how you just described that yeah. but but I also kind of wonder as you talked about you know the that opportunity uh, when did when did the coaching side of it become a pursuit that you wanted to make or you, you know to that journey to begin or, or when did it click in that it was a possibility you know to take this path as opposed to the playing side yeah uh, you know there the first time I actually really thought about it I was playing in Lowell and Steve Sterling was our one of our assistant coaches at the time and he mentioned to me that hey have you ever thought about maybe <laughs> playing and at first I took it like what are you talking about or <laughs> coaching and I said yeah. what are you talking about I'm gonna play forever here yeah. um but it started to get the wheels going a little bit. And then when I, I realized, hey, I'm, I made a deal with my dad too, that if I was still 25 and in the minors, I would hang him up and go back to school. So I held my end of the bargain up with him, went back to school. And then I got asked to help the, the Kelowna Rockets on a part-time basis. And I got sucked back into it. So then, you know, that, that passion comes back. I, I think the, the competitive nature comes back to you pretty quickly. And then I started to realize that this is something that I really want to do. Right. And then you, dive right into it and then um, you're 20 plus years later of coaching um, when I was planning on becoming a financial advisor um, life has a weird way of, of, of coming full circle yeah no question it's interesting because I think at the end of the day coaching is essentially a synonym for leadership or leaders yeah um, were was that sort of part of your style as a player as well did you sort of take that upon yourself with your teammates um, I, yeah I, I would say I did and uh, I really tried to follow what the coaches were asking and I would push our teammates or our players to do the same thing. So if the work is, 
important. I worked, uh, and I made sure that other guys were going to do the same thing. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, at a young age, play with some really good players, and I felt like I was um, a big part of helping them along. Whether or not they would ever say that, I kind of felt it, maybe because I wasn't nearly as good as them, but I felt like I had a, a an obligation to make sure I did things the right way. Um, and that's something that stayed with me all along. Yeah. Uh, and part of that process, obviously, as you talked about, you know, you play with some great players. Uh, you've been alongside a lot of different players. You, you talked about this briefly in the presser too, but just how much your, um, I guess, you know, what you want to be as a head coach can be carved out through, you know, interactions and opportunities to work with so many different people. I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot in terms of specifics, but yep. just, you know, how, how does that, you know, piece here, piece there, and how does that kind of develop over the years of who you want to be now as a head guy? Well, you have your own way of doing things, and that's sure. something that I think is the most important thing, that you don't ever change and try to become someone that you're not yeah. based on maybe who you've coached with before, whether they've had success or they haven't had success. So you have to be who you are and you have an idea of how you want your team to play, um, you use the experiences that you gain by working with people and try to make your game better. Um, we want to call it stealing or tweaking, whatever sure. it may be. My time with Bill Peters here, Bill was off the charts good with the transition side of the game. So I made notes and I listened, and I, I made that part of my book. Um, Jeff came in, and these are just a couple examples. Jeff thought the game differently in regards to offense and play with and without the puck. So he had some ideas that were a little bit ahead of, of when he was thinking of them because a lot of teams are doing them now. Right. Um, and then Daryl, like the experience you gain in working uh, underneath someone like Daryl, who's a Stanley Cup winning coach, one of the most winning coaches of all time, um, and you see the way he prepares his teams to play, um, I feel very fortunate that I've had time to be around these people and I feel like it's made my book bigger and better kind of on that note I think we were you know just listening to you in the in the press conference talking a little bit about stylistically what we might expect from the team next year obviously it's no secret past couple of years this Flames team has been an elite shot volume team Uh, you mentioned that maybe you need a little bit more from some of that is that a wholesale change you're looking to make in terms of getting your offensive players to another level or is it kind of what you alluded to on the defensive side little tweaks here and there to help yeah they're little tweaks I mean when you look at the shot volume and and zone time that we worked on a lot over the last number of years that's what wins now it's our job to find a way to create better quality chances the same way as I'm saying we have to give up less quality chances on the other end of the ice so we have to tweak things a touch to make sure that we're more committed to getting inside on the offense um, making the connection between our forwards and D that much stronger so um, our D-men have the trust and the ability um, to be more active and move around to create tougher coverage for teams to be able to play against us and and I think by us being able to do that we're going to get some a few more grade A chances, but the shot volume and zone time, zone time in particular is hugely important because you can wear teams down. And if you're always having the puck and making them have to try to defend you for most of the night, makes it difficult on them. So that's something that's still going to be there. It's just a matter of of tweaking and finding a way to get a few more dangerous looks for our team as well. Those second and third type of chances off. Yeah, right. And there's some shifts like um, when you're putting packages together for interviews and you go back and look at our team in situations where we've done something really well yeah. there's a few clips where i'm watching and i would watch them over and over and over again like 
wow, we are really good in this clip. Like the game we played against Boston last year, we did a lot of great things offensively. We didn't have the finish that we needed that night, but we had the zone time that we wanted. We had the shot volume that we wanted and the quality of chances were good. Now it's a matter of us making sure that we're focusing on finishing. So if we can create those opportunities, the skill level that we have on our team, they're going to score yep. when we put them in those positions to succeed. So that's our job as a staff when we get everybody together and we, we um, get our, our coaching staff finalized here. Um, that's our job is to make sure we put them in positions to succeed. I know you mentioned that that's one of your first priorities and, and, and utmost priorities is this filling out the rest of your bench. Um, just specifically on staff, and I know just behind the scenes, there was, you know, behind the row of cameras, uh, you know, members of our of our staff there as well in terms yeah. of Ken Kabelka and, and Mike Goodmanson and a few others there. I, I know staff extends. How important, though, is that staff, uh, whether it be the coaches, yeah. but it extends past the bench as well, I know, because it, it, it's deeper than that. But just, you know, how much of how much that goes into to success is having the right people around you and, and in the right positions. Yeah, and, and those people I often find are the most important people because they are the ones that create the environment. They have the closest connection or contact with the players. Like our, our equipment guys, um, they have a very different relationship with the players. Right. So they, they hear things a, a lot of times um, that we won't hear because they trust them a little bit on a different level. Um, the the trainers that we do have on the medical side, same thing for them. You look in their room, there's people in there all the time. So yep. there's a different relationship that those guys have. I think the challenge is getting everybody to make sure that we are all connected because when your players see that your coaching staff, your equipment guys, your trainers, um, your strength guys are all on the same page and they work really well together, well, there's your example that you need in regards to what you have to do as a team as well. Yeah. So it, it's so important. Those guys that we have are all good people and they're very good at their jobs. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to work with, work with them moving forward. It's interesting to me, you're talking about relationships and obviously yeah. keeping it uh, continuity within, you know, a present season, making sure that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So I'm curious, going from an assistant coaching role with this team yeah. to a head coaching role, does it change the way you approach your personal relationships with players, or is it the philosophy that got you here that's going to continue moving forward? Yeah, I, I think, as I mentioned, I'm not going to change who I am. Um, I think my role in regards to how I meet with the players and how I connect with them, um, that'll change because I will have more time in front of them at times. So, of course, that's going to be a little different than in the past. Um, the way I, I work with our current staff members, I'll be in front of them more often, but it's not going to change how I work with them. I, there's the old golden rule where you, you treat people the right way. Um, good things are going to happen, and I believe in that. So, um, you know, the important thing is to make sure that everybody knows that they're valued and they contribute something that's going to allow our team to win. And when you have that, man, it's powerful. Your team all of a sudden becomes something that starts to play um, for each other. You know what I mean? So the guy next to you, all of a sudden, it doesn't really matter so much about me. I got to do my job because this guy, he needs me to do that. And that to me is what it's all about. And that's how you create teams. And there was a question in the presser about, do you watch the, the games? Yeah. And a lot of times that's what it's about. You see these, the two teams that are there at the end, they are a team in every sense of the word. They find a way to come together and all of a sudden who gets credit for things doesn't matter anymore. And I want to get to that point with our team here. You've seen those. Uh, I mean, you've been part of those championship teams, player, um, coach. 
Is that something that's synonymous? I know every personnel is going to be different on those championship teams, but is that is that one of those characteristics that would would be found in in winning teams? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I I I go back to there was a game here we played against Tampa this past year, uh, and we got up on them, and they flipped a switch where they all became nasty and hard right. to play against, and they started you know standing up for each other, um, and again when I listen and I watch a lot. Uh, into my into my <laughs> into the notebook. That's what it is. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. So when you have an idea of how you have to play to be successful every night, you have to have bite to what you're doing. There has to be an edge to your game, and you have to make sure that you're playing hard for the guy that's next to you. And right. when you see teams like that that were three trips in a row to the Stanley Cup final and winning two of them, um, you take note. And it wasn't just their guys that you expect to play that way. It was skilled players um, where there's a, a different level. Um, that they're playing at and that's something that we have to push this team to and then once you get them there you you got to hold them to that standard and that's how you build something that's continuous and you can see it over and over and over again right. where you're starting to get the results that you want to see yeah was that a teachable moment in game for some of the players or is it something that maybe you introduce in film afterward and as a coach really try to hammer home and say this is the template yeah you know i would say 95 percent of the players would recognize it like they're smart guys yeah. so they will see what another team is doing like whoa they've changed the way this game's being played um and then it's up to us to kind of reinforce like you know, this is something that we're going to do, you know. So there are situations like that, but um, you, you find a way to to make your team tighter and better. And if you can use examples along the way, I think that's an important thing to do. Catch them doing it right is important um, to do. So when we see our, our team doing something, we do a lot of video with players. Um, you have to make it such that, hey, oh, yeah, there's me. I'm doing that right from time yeah, to time. Yeah. It can't always be, oh, there's me. I'm not doing that right from time to time. <laughs> you know, so you have to have a good mix and all that stuff. But you want to catch them doing things right where they're where they're playing hard for each other. Yeah, I, I know we're getting close to the end here, and we'll let you go soon. But I, I want to ask you about family. Obviously, they're sitting front row center yeah. here tonight, uh, your wife, or today, uh, yeah. your wife and three kids. Um, we, we talk so much about time commitment, and I know there is a big one, especially when it comes to coaching. Um, you know, how much pride do you have, though, seeing them sit there, uh, obviously sharing this moment? Moment, but just you know it takes it takes more than one person to uh, to be in the position you're yeah man you hit it right on the head my wife is my best friend and I, honestly you can't do this job without the support of a good family um and i have that my my kids have been really good and there's certain situations where they don't want to move uh, unfortunately that in this profession it happens at times yeah. but they're like yeah let's go dad we're we're good um so the support and love that you get from them is m the most important thing for me. Like I, everybody's got different situations, um, but mine is about my family. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do this job if I didn't have them with me. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt that they are the most important people to me. And um, without, as I said, their support and, and kind of coming with me on this journey, none of this is, is possible. So they make it easy for me. And then again, there's nights where you don't go home very happy. And sometimes <laughs> they they see it and they feel the brunt of it, but they're such yeah. good kids. Like my kids are rock stars and I'm so very proud of them. And I think the, the lessons that they've learned along the way with having to move, it's made them stronger too, which is something my wife and I are very proud of. Sure. Speaking That's of nice. family... Um, like a good reporter, yeah. I was making sure I did my research before we started this oh interview. Boy. But um, <laughs> no, I was just reminded of uh, in 2020, the trick shot for Snowy that yeah. you did the little pancake flip behind the back. So I 
believe it or not, three years later, never got a chance to ask you, so I'm going to ask you now, how many takes? <laughs> there was a lot of takes. And, you know, even those pancakes, because they were breaking. Like, after a while, I'd put the same one, and then we saran them. Like, with, oh, yeah. Like that the, clear saran yeah. up to try to keep them together, because yeah. my wife was like, I'm not making any more of these things. <laughs> so it took a while, and then kids would start moving the plate to try to catch it, and it would miss. But glad we finally got one, and we're like, that's good enough. We're done. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to do at that time. It, it, it made for an enjoyable day. There you go. Flames fans, new head coach, dedicated. Yeah, Clearly. exactly. <laughs> Stuck with it. We're going to give up. I'd love to hear it. Uh, yeah. Listen, we appreciate all the time, and uh, I hope for many conversations over the next little while. I, I know you're excited to get going, but you must have a couple of ball diamonds to hit here, though, oh, between yeah. now and then, too. Though, uh, What's... That was last year. My son now, he's all focused on the, the hockey side of things uh, okay. now, so he's there got a go. workout program that he's doing. He loves it. And, uh, unfortunately for my wife and I, um, we don't get to sit at the ballpark yeah. anymore, but I have a feeling that might come back next year. Yeah. That's always fun for mom and dad too. The ball diamonds. Are for, sure. Place, so. for sure. Congratulations, Husk. Appreciate yeah. the time. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys. Wish you guys all the best and uh, we'll see you soon. Awesome. Thank you guys.